0: Welcome
1: to Truth Seekers. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Secret Podcast on Service of Change Radio, where we challenge reality, question that which we've been taught, and hope to inspire a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Snappy II, with Service of Change at ServiceofChange.com. Really, really happy to be back uh, on the airwaves once again. It's been a few months since my last broadcast, but uh, I'm still alive and well. Just had to take care of a lot of things behind the scenes, but the research has continued. The uh, you know the behind the scenes growth the uh, latest project I am Human food for the Archons, the new the book two in the I am Human series is moving forward. I'm really excited about the project. Uh, you're gonna hear a lot more promotional pieces, seeing it on the social media feeds and everything. Uh, you know in the upcoming future. If you're new to the show, if you if you've never heard it before, thank you for tuning in. Uh, please stay tuned and continue to listen. We have an interesting show tonight where I'm going to talk about the flat Earth. Theory and uh, a lot of flat earthers out there who are advocating that it's all a lie. The Earth is in fact flat, and Columbus was wrong. So, really, really interesting stuff that I want to talk about. Eventually, once I start, uh, you know, getting guests back on the show, I'd like to get somebody on here to actually talk more in depth about the theory. I personally don't, don't prescribe to the theory, but that doesn't mean I don't find it interesting. It doesn't mean I don't find things in there that are useful bits of research. As truth seekers, we don't have to agree with every single theory, but we can. The main reason I'm doing the show is so we can keep that open mind, because you never know what kind of intel you're going to get out of it, what kind of uh, facts you're going to be able to take and support your own theory, your own research, and your own investigation. So. I want to explore this just a little bit, but before I do that, there's a couple things in the news, you know, that have come across. I've been sharing it on my uh, Facebook feed. I've been putting a lot of work into that one now, as far as just social media and promotion. It's uh, it's called author Dennis Nappy the second, or Dennis Nappy the second, author of I Am Human. Uh, so I have some some good stuff up there, and I want to talk about. Let's see. I pulled up some articles here that I'm going to talk about today. Uh, the one dated October 29th, 2015 just a few days ago. Uh, it's, it says, it's found on uh, phys.org, phys.org. Astrophysicists find Jupiter likely bumped giant planet from the solar system. Uh, this really caught my attention because it ties into some of the uh, ancient myths and ancient stories that support what a lot of people label as conspiracy theories, but if, you, if you've done your research into uh, you know, forbidden archaeology, our ancient history, things that have been kind of removed from the history books and not taught in school. This correlates with some of the, the myths that have come out with researchers like Michael Tassarian and uh, Robert Morning Sky, and I think even David Icke touches on some of this. Um, let, me read, let me read a little bit of this article. Again, it's called Fizz.org, and this is going to be linked in the show notes on uh, serviceofchange.com, linked with the uh, Secret podcast, uh, you know, addition to this program. But it says, uh, you know, it's, it starts out It's like something out of an interplanetary chess game. Astrophysicists at the University of Toronto have found that a close encounter with Jupiter about 4 billion years ago may have resulted in another planet's ejection from the solar system altogether. The existence of a fifth ga- giant gas planet at the time of the solar system's formation, in addition to Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune that we know today, was first proposed in 2011. But if it did exist, how did it get pushed out? For years, scientists have suspected the ouster was either Saturn or Jupiter. Uh, our evidence points to Jupiter, said Ryan Cl- uh, Cloutier, a Ph.D. candidate in U of T's Department of Astronomy and Astrophysics and lead author of a new study published in the Astrophysical Journal. Planet ejections occur as a result of a planetary encounter uh, in which one of the objects accelerates so much that it breaks free from the massive gravitational pull of the sun. However, earlier studies which proposed the giant planets could possibly eject one another did not consider the effect such violent encounters would have on minor bodies such as the known moons of the giant planets and their orbits. So, Cloutier turned and his colleagues turned their attention to moons and orbits developing computer simulations based on the modern-day trajectories of uh, Callisto and Lapitus, the regular moons orbiting around Jupiter and Saturn, respectively. They then measured the likelihood of each one producing its current orbit in the event that a, a host planet was responsible for ejecting this hypothetical planet, an incident which would cause significant disturbance to each moon's original orbit ultimately found that Jupiter is capable of ejecting the fifth giant planet while retaining a moon with the orbit of uh, Callisto, said Cloutier, who is a graduate of the Fellow at the Center of Planetary Sciences at the University of Toronto in Scarborough. On the other hand, it would have been very difficult for Saturn to do so because Lepetus would have been excessively unsettled, resulting in an orbit that is difficult to reconcile with its current trajectory. So they used... They they looked at the moons to determine, you know, is this possible based on what's going on with the moons? This is my limited understanding of this. But I want to tie this back into something. uh, You know, uh, even Zachariah Sitchin, I know some people have issues with his work, but he talks about the 12th planet. Um, I think he's the one that called it Up. But Robert Morning Sky does a a great lecture. I have it in our, uh, you know, if you go to our our YouTube page, I have a... um, an ancient history playlist. Look for the, the talk by Robert Morning Sky. I think it's like four hours long. Fascinating myth from it talk he talks about the history of the solar system, uh, all the way up through, you know, modern day and how, you know, UFO encounters ha- have shaped human history. It's a really neat story. Even if you don't wholeheartedly believe it, listen to it. The guy's a beautiful storyteller, you know, and that's one of the things I love about this, kinda of the subject we're gonna get into tonight, is that some of this stuff, I, I, you know, I don't buy into it, but it's just it's it's entertaining, and like I said, you still pull pieces of of, of fact that corroborate your own research out of them, and that's what's neat about this. So, what Robert Morning I think Michael Tessarian, um, you know, Zechariah Sitchin, the, you know, and, and countless others, I'm sure, talk about the planet Tiamat, which was a, a large, they say, a, a watery planet, and they said that planet, some say it was destroyed, some say it was. um You know, uh, attacked or hit by another planet, um, and that water came down and caused a great deluge of Earth. Some people say that planet split up, and a piece of that planet became Earth. So there, and some people say the remnants of that planet became the asteroid belt because there was a great impact on it. So a lot of different stuff out there, but there is a lot of ancient myth that's now corroborating what these guys are saying. In that, well, yeah, there was another planet here within our solar system, and it's now gone. Well, is it gone? Is the asteroid belt? Did it become Earth and some of the moons? I don't know, you know. I, I'm a, a mere amateur here, but I am pretty good at at connecting dots and look finding similarities and correlations between things. So that is one worth noting here. Now we have the mainstream saying, "Yep, there's another planet here," and maybe they said this before. This is the first that this has come across my, uh, you know, my preview here. But I think it's it's worth noting that it does tie into that that ancient piece, that stuff that I've looked into. Uh, that, hey, yeah, there might have been another planet, and maybe that corroborates some of the other stuff that's a little bit more fringe, uh, in, in my opinion, that I'd like to bring to the forefront, uh, you know, on the show. So keep that in mind. I'll have this link up in the show notes as well. And I think there was another thing I wanted to cover before I jumped into the, the bulk of this. And nope I'm gonna just get right into the the rest of the show. Uh, and, and just a side note, again, we're back on the air. Uh, I, I'm trying to get up every week again. You know, I've been I spoke briefly with uh, my co-host Joel Schaefer, Joel the provocateur Schaefer from uh, from the ChangeCast program that we do. We're working on a new format for that as well. Uh, so stay tuned if you if, you know if you're a fan of the ChangeCast show. I'm not sure what things are gonna look like. Uh, a lot of things are changing around right now, but we do want to get back on the air. And uh, and keep things moving forward. So, in some way, shape, or form, that's where we're going. Uh, I'm working on getting this. Hopefully, by the time this particular podcast airs, there will be a link for it to be available on iTunes. I'm working on getting it up on SoundCloud. You can listen uh, at Service to Change Radio at servicechange.com Just click on the Service to Change Radio button, and if you get the Service to Change app, you can listen all the time from your phone uh you know we're linked Our, it plays through the service of change app which is free just click the button at to the top it plays through that app uh through a link with TuneIn Radio so we're also available on TuneIn Radio so there's a lot of ways to get us just look for Service of Change Radio uh you know if you're looking on on TuneIn Radio but best way just go to servicechange.com and has everything that you need click on the Service Change Radio link and you'll see the uh, service. you'll see the Seeker podcast and you scroll down there it's got links to the YouTube page with, with all our podcasts uh, archived there in a playlist it's got links to uh, TuneIn Radio and the Service Change app and soon by the time this airs it should have the SoundCloud links up as well and an iTunes link so lots going on Uh, You know, the newsletters are starting to roll out again, too, every week once a show comes out. Check your inboxes because there's lots of good stuff. There's uh, some promotions that are coming up, ways to get, you know, free books, books at a discount rate, and other neat programs and neat uh, activities. My goal is to get, uh, you know, more more reader engagement. I want to hear from you. I want you guys to be a part of the show. I want you to be a part of the website. Uh, If you're looking to share stories, you know, I have some other authors that are doing some guest posts for me. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing them on board and, and, and speaking with them. So, if you want to contribute, you got something to say, got an interesting theory, have a comment, want to tell me, you know, good or bad, what you think of the show, I'd love to hear it. Send me an email, Dennis Nappy, N A P P I I, at gmail.com. You can find that link at servicechange.com. All right, that's enough of my little intro promo. Just want you guys to know how to reach me. So, let's talk about this flat earth thing. Um, you know, I, I find it fascinating. It was a few weeks ago, um, my friend and uh, fellow author, Ray Davis, author of Anunnaki Awakening, he's uh you know he's got some great stuff going on with his websites, and uh, him and I were and, and some of the followers of his page came across a, a YouTube video talking about the Earth being flat, and the minute I heard that, I, my first thought was, yeah right, there's no way the Earth is flat. This guy's an idiot, and I said, you know what, let me let me hold back. Let me watch this this eight minute video and see what it talks about and it was a very the video was very well done it, it you know, had great computer graphics the guy was well spoken it was highly edited the guy has some skill here so we're not dealing with some you know uh, the, the stereotypical uh, conspiracy theorist I know we get a bad a bad rap but this guy you know he had some credibility with me just in his presentation alone so that warranted more more of my attention I thought after I watched the video I, I wasn't sold I, I didn't walk away from there saying You know what the earth is flat but i did i did think well i'm glad that although i did prejudge him based on the lunacy of that theory it really got me thinking in that i personally have uh, a topic that i'm writing about for my next book and for my previous book that i think a lot of people especially in the mainstream are going to roll their eyes that the you know that there's an energetic parasite that is able to influence human emotions and feeds off of human energy much like a plant feeds off the sun and there you know and they it accounts for some of the accounts of alien abduction and some of the night terrors and the shadow people and all that stuff um, I, I have real evidence that's going into this book, but that's neither here nor there. If people immediately dismiss me like I almost did with that flat earth, well then nobody's going to want to listen to anything and as truth seekers and as conspiracy theorists and whatever you want to call us, I think we all need to take a step back and keep that open mind because sometimes the most outrageous claims may have some truth to it or may encompass something that you can use in your own research. Even if you don't buy the whole theory, you may find something in there that's useful for you and it's a great networking piece and it's a great brain ac- exercise to go through that and evaluate it. And maybe you can help that person out and say, hey, that doesn't quite fit or maybe you need to get find XYZ type of evidence to, make, to convince me to prove this a little more because that video got a lot of hate and instead of just hating on people for their theories we're trying to prove that the reality that we're sold doesn't isn't right, there's more to it and I, I think that we need to be more accepting of all alternative theories whether we agree with them or not and, and let them prove or disprove it, we deserve that shot because anything's better than what we've been what we've been hand fed you know in my experience and in my research that I've been looking into so i guess i'm being long winded right now but that's my point is take a look at it uh judge for yourself and be supportive of people you don't have to be so hateful and so harsh and you know, there's a lot of trolls out there if it's something that you completely disagree with All right, offer some constructive criticism. Make that person a better researcher, you know, because we're all working for the same goal here. And until we can better unite and network and share information instead of just saying, oh, that doesn't fit my agenda, because we're sitting here trying to prove, hey, what you know is, what you believe is wrong, but at the same time, we're refusing to keep that open mind. You know, David Ike says something along the lines of, you know, yeah, this is what I believe for right now, based on the information I have, but when I get new information, well, things could change. Uh, And and I've always respected that about him, about the way he he is not afraid to change his theories or his opinion based on new information that he gets. I mean, he's a well-researched guy, so he knows what he's talking about. So let me jump into this. There's a YouTube video out there, uh, and it's called... And now I've lost the link. Isn't that horrible? Um, But this YouTube video is all about the flat earth theory. It's about a two two and a half hour video i'm scrolling through my newsfeed uh right now trying to find the link here but if you go to my facebook page you can find it and i will have this linked in the show notes as well but uh this video was very well done It it was by the same guy that did the um did the eight minute video and he talked all about um flat, the you know, the flat earth breakdown. Now, he broke it down in a whole bunch of different sections and I, I just wasn't sold. I felt that it was a lot of circumstantial evidence, quote unquote evidence that could be explained that, that could have other explanations behind it. Um, for example, he he discovered something that I found very intriguing and worth looking into on an even deeper level. He was trying to, to prove that in order to fly from point A to point B, rate times time equals distance, if we know the distance between, you know, uh, he was looking at one country in in South America and a country I think in in Australia, it should take X amount of miles, should take X amount of time flying at X speed. And he was saying that he could not find any direct flights from uh, several, multiple different points, and he says that's because they bounce these planes around and have layovers, so nobody can easily do the math to say, "Wait a minute, that's not the correct distance." The world is flat. It, again, really neat concept, really neat theory. I think there's something to it, you know. And he, he backed up how he, he found, you know, all this out and is able to track flights and stuff. And he goes, "But then I did get one or two anomalies where occasionally I would find a direct flight, and that was really screwing with my theory." his theory I'm, I'm speaking I'm paraphrasing but and what he said was every single time what he did was we decided to do was he, he was watching these planes there's a there's an internet app where you can go on and uh, watch these planes as they travel across as they traverse and uh, so he said he was watching these planes just fly from point A to point B and he says as they started to cross the Atlantic Ocean the plane would disappear He would just completely go off the the screen. It's supposed to be this open source, you know, airline tracking system that's on the Internet. And he says consistently this happened. And then about an hour or two before it was supposed to land, the plane would reappear right by its destination. Uh, And he says that happened uh, all across the board for a specific type of flight flying over the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, without a layer, but that's a direct flight. He said he found this correlation. Now, he's using that to say it's because the plane actually isn't flying in the direction that it claims to be flying because, the it, you know, if it was to take the actual route, and you'd see it on this map piece here that it's tracking the G, through the GPS, that's what it was, using the GPS global positioning system, he said it would prove that the Earth is, in fact, flat. Now, I don't know there might be other reasons. it could just be a glitch in the system. He says it was pretty consistent with every plane taking these specific flight paths um or it could mean something else. I don't know. I don't think that that's enough evidence to say well, that means the earth is flat, and point a to point B is not the distance that we're told but it's it's a it's an interesting piece of information and i'd I'd be curious to really understand why is that happening? What's going on here that's causing these planes to disappear? I think it's uh, noteworthy uh, and my hats off to him for uh, for finding that piece of evidence there. Uh, and then he talked a lot about Admiral Byrd who in the late 40s, early 50s, he was like the real-life Indiana Jones uh, and, and the guy that behind this video said that as well. Um, he, he explored all over the world you know he was a, a, a Navy officer uh, trusted to just go everywhere really and he's the one that's credited with with the hollow earth discovering hollow earth there's a lot of uh, lore about him surrounding that but he played in a rare interview by Admiral Byrd um, talking about the discoveries in Antarctica and what uh, Admiral Byrd was saying was that nobody's been beyond the South Pole. He says, and, he, we, and again, this is back in, I want to say the early fifties. And but what Bird was saying was that they have discovered a landmass larger than the United States beyond the South Pole. And he said that it's filled with more resources, a, a vast amount of untapped resources. Uh, and he says there are a lot of countries that were interested in putting expeditions together to go down there and explore that and check that out Uh, and he named russia and united states and and a couple other countries down there now again he was using this as evidence that well he knows the earth is flat and you can't go beyond the south pole and that's really where i start to get um really skeptical about it because to, to think about it let's entertain it for a minute if this is true if the earth is flat imagine what kind of a cover-up you're talking about here. Now, I, I love a good conspiracy theory, but this would be the mother of all conspiracy theories. And for me, it's it's a that's a bit much to swallow. But I got lost in the imagination of it for a while. It was a pretty neat thing to think about. But some things that correlated uh, with that, he talked about the firmament and he he said he believed that Admiral bird actually made it to the edge of the earth and encountered a barrier and there's a lot of talk in this video again it'll be in the show notes the video um you know for you to check it out but he talked about the firmament and um he said that in this this firmament it was basically a barrier that was impenetrable that went completely in- encapsulated the flat earth in a dome to keep us here as prisoners on this planet so we can't escape we can't get out um, and so he said that the firmament was there and he said the firmament is mentioned in the Bible and that that proves again He used it as more evidence to prove that the earth in fact was flat again I don't think that the earth is flat I have not been convinced but um, he talked about it and was was pretty adamant about this firmament being there what caught my attention with the firmament when he brought that up is that Michael Tasarian I believe talks about this and I think Robert Morningsky made mention of this is that when they talk about uh, some call them the Anunnaki some call them you know this renegade force that was traveling through space pursuing what ultimately is either our creators or our ancestors depending on what you prescribe to um, they destroyed the planet tiamat because they thought that's where these people seeking refuge were hiding tiamat exploded like i talked about in the beginning of this podcast uh with the jupiter you know getting rid of the planet pushing that planet out of our solar system tiamat exploded and the water from tiamat came onto earth flooded the earth caused a great deluge that we read about in the bible and basically reset the clock of history for mankind so I, i found that interesting uh side note the name of this documentary is under the dome search that on youtube that's the documentary that i'm referring to um so they said that, you know this firmament uh, or, or this th- these beings in order to make sure that we would not eventually or these renegades would not eventually leave the earth again they created some kind of uh, michael dissonant calls it an etheric barrier that based on our dna structure based on our frequency our vibration uh, would not be able to leave the planet earth no matter what we do no matter what technology and then i think Tessarian gets into that's when um somebody working i think under hitler reached out to these higher the the macro you have the micro and the macro these macro beings giant giant you know uh very powerful all-knowing beings and he said to them Um, Wow, I'm making a lot of connections right now. He said to them, you know, we want to get out of this planet. We want to escape. We want to go home. And they said, okay, we'll give you the technology to do that, but it's going to require souls. It's going to require blood. And that's why then the planet since, you know, World War II has been bathed in blood and wars and conflict because these beings require for energy, for nourishment, for food, human sacrifice basically, and that's why there's so many unnecessary wars on this planet. I mean, th- this is where a whole bunch of dots and pieces start to fall together. So, um, you know, they he made this deal basically, quote unquote, with the devil, which also ties into who. What I talk about in my research is the Archons. You know, that, that's the Deluge, and that you know they were part of the creation of the Earth, according to um you know the, the nag Hammadi library and you know the hypostasis of the archons what they talk about but they we have these correlations now higher power energetic beings requiring the death and suffering of humans now in Tassarian's research and robert morning sky's research these beings were you know we were encapsulated in this on this planet earth by an energetic or etheric etheric barrier david Icke talks about um, you know the Saturn Moon Matrix, which is energy that keeps us controlled. It keeps us in the dark. It keeps our senses dulled and numb. So there's a lot of different research that's coming about about some type of energy that is somehow hindering or trapping mankind on this planet. Uh, so when this guy talked about the firmament and made connections, I did a little bit more research. Uh, you know, and I went to just gotquestions.org. And, and um, this was a Google search, and it brought me here, and the question was, what is the firmament in the Bible? And it says here, Gen- according to Genesis 1-7, the firmament separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. Let me read that again. Uh, actually, let me jump back. It says, nine of the occurrences of the firmament are in the in the first chapter of the Bible as part of the creation account, Genesis one 1, 6-8 says, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so and God called the firmament heaven. and the evening and the morning were the second day. The firmament is called heaven, i.e. it is what people see when they stand outside and look up. It is the space which includes the earth's atmosphere and the celestial realm. In the firmament we see the sun, moon, and stars. In the modern translations, the firmament is also often called the expanse or the sky. Again, that's from gotquestions.org slash firmament-bible.html. I'm going to have that link in the show notes as well. Again, it's just a little reference point that I went through to understand what they were talking about there. But... We have these correlations about some type of barrier that's out there. You know, and again, you want to go a little further off the deep, deep end. People that that prescribe to the "we never landed on the moon" theory, they this ties into their stuff. I would say quite well because they say we're not able to leave the Earth, not able to leave the planet. Um, I could go on forever. I know I'm getting close to the the end of my show mark here, but um, uh, you know, as I'm talking about this stuff, a lot of dots are being Connected for me, just in my head, a lot of similarities, a lot of correlations that come from preliminary, at least a little more than preliminary, different sources, and that's key. You know, when I worked in Intel, you wanted to check your sources, you wanted to verify your sources, so you wanted separate, independent sources that are going to give you corroborating information, and it's possible that's what we're getting here. Again, it's not exact, but they all talk about. We've got what. Tessarian's research and his sources. You've got, um, you know, Zechariah Sitchin and his sources. You've got Robert Morning Sky that has his sources. You've got this guy with the hollow earth. I don't know which source he's tapping into. Uh, David Icke definitely has some separate sources. So you've got at least three to five different sources. And then you've you've got the Bible, you know, talking about this barrier in the sky. Is it real? Is it there? I, I, I don't know. You know, how deep does this thing go? You know, have we ever left the planet? I mean, that's that's a big leap to take. I mean, again, that's a big conspiracy if that's the truth, you know, but what I do know is that there have been a lot of lies out there that we have uncovered. Um, you know, thanks to thanks to the internet, uh information is a lot more fluid now and we're catching things and we're dissecting these things and we're working together on these things. So, uh it, it warrants your attention, but the main reason why I did this show again is not to promote that hey I think the earth is flat because I, I'm not I'm not even close to being sold on that but there's a lot of good stuff in there that number one it's just entertaining to to listen to and to look into but number two I, I found some corroborating things for some other theories that I've explored and that I've looked into so that's why no matter how crazy a theory sounds take a listen to it talk to the people network work together you don't have to agree with what they're saying But you may find correlating pieces within your theory, and your theory may change, their theory may change, but you may come up with an entirely different theory. But at the end of the day, we're all searching for that truth, we're all searching for that answer. Even if that answer is, I was wrong, great, at least I know now, or at least I I have a little bit more information, a couple more pieces of the puzzle, I don't know if I'm ever going to know anything really, but... Um, you know just don't give up that search like I said I'm writing you know my second book on the subject right now I'm human food for the archons and it talks about you know the first section of that book talks about hey we are energetic beings and we have these capabilities these psychic capabilities that you know in the research that I'm doing you know hard research um, you know, this has been documented. We have the ability to remote view. We have the ability to, you know, um, sense empathetically to perceive feelings. We have the ability to communicate telepathically. Um, you know, and and the second part talks about there are things beyond our perception. Much like when the germ was discovered back in the 1600s with the you know, with the invention of the microscope, um, there are things that exist on levels of frequency, energy, and vibration that we just haven't publicly uh, announced yet. So they're there, um, and they're, I, I believe that they're they're feeding off of us, and they're wreaking havoc with the human condition, with our behaviors, and um, you know our feelings in order to feed off of us. But there are things that we can do, and that's why I'm writing this book. It's not hopeless, although when I first came across it, I felt entirely and completely lost and hopeless. But there's a lot we can do about it. So please check it out, uh, I serviceofchange.com slash I am human. You can read a piece of the intro right there on that page, and then just pop in your email address, and you'll get a link, and you can read the book for free. Um, I'm just trying to build a, a, you know, a list of subscribers because I like to interact with my readers, and I'm, I'm hoping to get some more discussion going. I'm trying to send a newsletter out every week usually I'll have this podcast attached to it maybe something that I wrote or something that a guest author writes if you want to be a guest writer for The Secret Newsletter, please let me know. Uh, I'm looking for engaging, entertainment, entertaining content that's going to be valuable for everybody that's involved uh, so please consider signing up for that newsletter uh, this, You know, The Secret Newsletter. Just go to I am human and you can start reading. So that's that's all the time I have here I I could go on forever Uh, my apologies if I rambled at a few certain parts but as as the uh, lights are going on I'm I'm just kinda letting my mind run wild I'm very happy to be back on the air I hope again this is this starts to be a regular occurrence for myself check us out on iTunes that link should be forthcoming We're on uh, TuneIn Radio, get the Service to Change app. You can listen for free right there on the Service to Change app. We are on YouTube as well. Of course, Facebook has the links and also Twitter, so check it out. That's all the time I have. I'm Dennis Nappy II. This is The Secret Podcast on Service to Change Radio, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change and never stop questioning.
0: Welcome to Truth Seekers.